0: Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast, where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be talking about 90-day UK. So we have nothing to discuss at the top of the episode. So we're just gonna jump right into it. Season two, episode three. What the hell am I doing? So First couple we're talking about is Louise and Jose. And guys, as I mentioned in the second episode, I don't like these two people. Um they both annoy me in different ways. Um so we come back to the conversation where she's asking him about sleeping with sex workers. He says to her that she deserves trust and he loves her and no woman But then after that, he kind of starts talking in circles and isn't being very clear as to whether or not he actually did have sex with sex workers. So he's not being very clear, and she's getting a little frustrated. But then he does say in Spanish, and they have the translation app up, um, and he says that you know, she's been on video calls with him whenever he has been in the studio. Um, I don't know if she's on video calls when he's recording music videos because that's what she was referencing before. However, um, he does say like, you're always on the phone with me and that when they're in the studio or when they're doing music or music videos or whatever, they're there to work and that's all that's happening. And then he says in terms, he does talk about one particular person, whereas Louise, when she was talking about this, was kind of making it seem like there was multiple people that he may be sleeping with. But he does say that this one person, she is not a prostitute, he says. He says that she is friends with one of his friends. So he says, you know, in in the moment that it's just a rumor Um, and you know, that it's not sure. So my thing here is that I don't, I don't think he's sleeping with sex workers necessarily. I don't think that's at all happening. What I do think is that it's definitely possible that he could be sleeping with other women just in general, because I don't think they've met before from what I understand. Um, you guys have been in this relationship for God knows how long, and you think for a second he's not going to go and, you know, do what you gotta do because you're not there? Like, that's ridiculous, honestly. But she, I guess, believes him. But she does say, and this pissed me off, she said that she wishes she could, he could just tell her Instead of using a translation app, bitch, you're with someone who does not speak the language. You then can't expect him to speak your language because God forbid that someone doesn't know how to speak English because English apparently is the superior language. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous to me that you would expect him like, he should then expect that you should speak Spanish. He should then expect that he shouldn't have to speak to you in a translation app and that you should be able to speak, like, it go both ways. It's... I was so angry because I'm like, you're dating a person who does not speak your language. So then you have to deal with the repercussions of that decision. And that being that you can't communicate with him maybe in a way that you would prefer to. That's your decision. Live with it. So anyway, like I said, yeah, she does believe him and she just keeps kind of going, saying like, "We need to be together. We need to be with each other, like all the time." And I said, "God damn it!" Again, I've said this before. I love my boyfriend, but I don't need him there all the time. Like, I need space, you know. <laughs> Even if we you know, you know, of the time comes and we live together, or whatever, I still gonna need my space. That's would be preferable. Anyway, we next, we see that another kind of video montage, kind of similar to what they did with Shane and Mer in the last episode. We kind of see all that. So we find out that the wedding is going to be the next day. And she does go to meet his grandmother. And there's not much really here to talk about in terms of the conversation. Grandma seems to like her now that she's met her. Um, You know, Louise can't really communicate with her because, well, she can't really communicate with anybody. She can't communicate with Jose to communicate with his grandmother because Jose doesn't even believe, doesn't, doesn't even understand what she's saying. And then she can't communicate with grandma through Jose because she doesn't understand what he's saying. It's a hot mess of situation. So there isn't much really here to talk about. Um, she does think that grandma's lovely. and That's about it <laughs> that comes out of that. Um, so in the next scene, we see they are getting married that day. And, you know, she does say that she wishes her family was there. Um, obviously, they're not because they're not about this. And we see her wearing this green dress and I'm thinking, is that where you're getting married? marry I don't care so much about the color of the dress. It is what it is really, but I didn't like the dress. And actually, I'm not a fan of green. I just didn't like the dress. And I'm like, you could have done a little better. I mean, she looks okay in it, but she just, I wasn't impressed. But wait for it, because she actually looks fantastic in comparison. She doesn't know what to expect when they're going to be getting married. But when she gets to what she considers the venue, which it's not a fucking venue. Um, we'll get there if you didn't see the episode. Um, when she gets there, she sees him and he's wearing a fucking t-shirt, a green t-shirt it looks like a t-shirt he would just wear every day. What the fuck? But she says it's okay because she's getting married to the love of her life. I don't care. Okay. Like I said, guys, I've been very open. I've been married before. I hopefully someday intend to get married again to my current relationship. But I expect you to look fantastic. And my idea of someone looking for, I don't expect you to necessarily be in a three piece suit. I don't need that, but I, I need you to look nice. I need you to look presentable. Um, And the idea of you wearing a t-shirt is, is not it for me. Um, So no, I didn't like it. And she should expect more herself as well. And she just doesn't, she's willing to do whatever she needs to do in order to get him there. To England, and I, I thought this was, this was very pathetic. So she walks in, and she starts to take in the surroundings, and she's like, "It basically looks like an office. You see computers and desks everywhere. You, the people are there, and you like, there's no quiet. You can hear just talking in the background. It's just she's literally getting married in an office." That's what it, that's that's the feel of it, and she's just she's not, she's not she's not thrilled. When we come back to another scene with them, you know they're playing this really nice music, and you know we're thinking it's going to be really great, and then they do the record scratch, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was funny, because it's just not that it's not this nice venue that she thought she was getting. He puts a ring on her finger and and she says, "You know, this is the part where there's gonna be this room these romantic vows, and I hope he's gonna, you know give me these romantic vows and something that I can at least like hold on to and, and you know be happy about because she's she's not happy. Let's be very real here. She's trying to say that she's fine with this and she's happy because she's getting married. You're not fucking happy. You're not happy. This is not what you expected. And no, guys, he doesn't really give her vows. He just says, I love you, chicken. And she said, well, now I guess he's just going to sing to me instead. And again, uh, mm, no, I'd rather no vows, no personal vows, if that's what you're going to say to me. Um. So then, you know, they're married now, I guess. And you hear applause and, and all that, and that's it. They're married. And I literally wrote, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? So after the wedding, though, they said, you know, this family's going to be coming back. We're going to, you know, have some drinks and, you know, celebrate the wedding. And she says, you know, Colombians are known for throwing really big parties oh my God, this girl just getting disappointed left, right, and center because that is isn't just not what this is. They're literally in the basement of the hotel and it's not a big party, just a few of them. And, you know, yeah, she's just, she's, she's not thrilled. You know, she's not. And they have their first dance to his fucking song, And he is like singing to, well, I don't know if he's singing to her. He's just singing along with his song. Again, I wrote, what the fuck is happening? So then she decides after the dance that she's going to call Jesse. Because at this point, she hasn't heard from any of her family. Before, during, after, nothing. I mean, fucking what's his face in the last season got a call from his mom during the fucking ceremony and he stopped the ceremony practically to, to, to take the call. Because it's his mom, you know? Hussein, that's his name. Um so yeah, she just hasn't heard from anybody. So she tries to call Jesse, and guess what? He does not answer the call. And she is clearly very upset at this and she goes back to Jose. She says, I want to leave. And they do. And they, um, they're in a car basically, I guess, going back to their Airbnb and she, uh, she's crying and saying, you know, we just want to be together. You know, this is why I'm doing this and we need to be together. And you know, All that, whatever. She's crying, he's crying. And she's like, I know I'm afraid I'm not going to have my family when I come back again. She's complaining about that. And I'm just like, you can't complain about something when you've made your decision and your family's going to make theirs. And yeah, she's just, you know, going off about that. And then she, we find out here that he's been denied two visas. So this is why she's doing it. Because he's been denied these these two other visas, they're hoping for the third one will go through, and um, she's that's why she's doing this. She figures that if I marry him, it'll be easier, and it might not be, but yeah, that's that's it for Louise and. Jose. So now we're going to be talking about Michael and Mercy. So we see her talking with her friend about the bride price. And it's very brief. There's not really much here to talk about in terms of what she says to the friend. Um, But then her friend asks her, when is he coming? And whether or not he's actually going to show up. So she then tells us that the first time that he was supposed to see her, she got to the airport, was waiting for him, and he stood her up because he thought that she was possibly scamming him. That's interesting <sighs> that he would actually think that right off the bat. So... Carol, by the way, that's her friend's name, she says she doesn't trust him. So 24 hours earlier, we see him in his room, bags packed, and he is calling James. And he is telling him about the extra dowry, bride price, that um, he's been told about. And he says, you know, I don't know if I'm making the right decision. And James needs to be very supportive and is saying, you know, yeah, you are, but up uh, until he found out about the extra stuff. Um and he says that, you know, she never swindled anyone, according to her. And um in the beginning, though. When she first started talking to him, she used a different name. And he says, like, I don't know if I'm making the right decision. I realized, like, you don't really know someone after five weeks. Well, no shit. If under normal circumstances, would you be marrying someone only being around them for five weeks? Probably not. So this is when I started comparing the situation between... Jenny and submit in this because submit did the exact same thing, and as we kind of know, maybe you don't know, we there has been rumors that initially Jenny tried to get on catfish because she thought that she was being catfish, which and she was obviously being catfish, but then it worked out in the end, right? So this is when I started making those comparisons because I started thinking, okay. Maybe Mercy did start off trying to swindle him or was, you know, catfishing him or whatever the case may be. Maybe that's how it started. Um, But maybe there's a possibility that that's not so much the case now. But then again, maybe it is. We really just don't know. Um, But it's very interesting that he would say, oh, she isn't swindling me or she's never swindled anybody when she has literally started your relationship on a lie, um. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. We then see her at the airport waiting for Michael, and she has been waiting for about thirty minutes for him to come, and. She says, like, she's starting to get worried and wondering if he's actually coming because, again, they haven't really spoken since their little argument. And she does say, like, it would be a massive embarrassment if he wasn't to show up because they're getting married in a few days. And she says, like, she will only wait for an hour for him because she's saying, you know, it's cold and she doesn't want to wait forever for him. So in the next scene, we see that she is still waiting for him to come. She has not received a single text message from Michael. And then, and I wish the 90 day would get better with this because we hear the hopeful and happy music before we even see her reaction to him being there. And it's as soon as you hear the music, like, oh, okay, so he's there. But I would rather see her reaction, and then get the music. Like, editing, do a little better. Um, but yeah, he's there um, with his kids, and we didn't know he actually has another child. So he has two kids, um, but they're both there as well, um, obviously, to be there for the wedding. And I mean, y'all... This is when I started to shift for me that I'm like, okay, I think she actually does love this person, even if she's not saying those words to him, Um, even if you know there was some sketchiness in the, initially in the beginning. I think she does love him because y'all, she just goes running to him and immediately just jumps in his arms and hugging him, and you know. So I was at that point. I'm like, oh, maybe she. Maybe there is something there. So, but we'll see how that goes. And he tells us in the other moment that he did get everything sorted for the bride price. So, yeah. In the next scene that we see with, well, with her, we find out that Michael and the kids are running errands for the wedding, and Mercy is going to go see her parents. So her parents, they tell her that they want her to stay in Kenya, where they will be able to see her and know how she's doing, whether or not she's eaten. Like they'll know that. And I thought in this moment, I said, okay, I know, like I'm trying to be very careful because you know culturally things are very different. Um, and I personally don't know anyone who's Kenyan, so I I understand, like you know, things are different. However. I need a little more as to why you want your child there besides what we hear here. And the thing is, is if your child wants to go off and live her life with her, what well, would, would be her new husband. And he has children that obviously that maybe he needs to make sure he's still connected with. I don't know if the mother is in the picture, but if the mother is in the picture, they need to be able to be with both parents. He has a lot more to lose with if he were to move to Kenya, Versus her, um, yes, it's still an uproot for her, and that is a scary thing. But it's just, I don't see it possible for him to move to Kenya, and so, like, I just need a little more than than those reasons. I think she's if she is not old enough to realize she needs to feed herself, then she shouldn't be getting married. <laughs> I, I just. And she's going to be married. So I don't understand how he can't make sure that she's taken care of and she's okay and all that. And she seems very independent. So I don't understand why she needs mommy and daddy to make sure she's eating. I don't get it. And I'm not saying she's saying that because she's not. I just don't understand the parents. I'm so confused by by them. And again, the only people we can compare to is Ben McKinney. and And her family seemed perfectly fine with the idea of her going. i sure they will miss her, but they seem perfectly fine with the idea of her going um, and living her life. Um, I don't know. I feel like Mercy's parents are mm, maybe a little problematic here. But anyway... Um, they do say to her, like, why couldn't you find someone from Kenya who you could have married? And she doesn't really answer that, but, you know, things happened. She wasn't, she found him. So I don't know. So she does say to us, you know, he's a white man and he has tattoos and, you know, her parents could see problems with that. And her mother says, you know, you know that white people tend to mark up their bodies, you know, and there's no reason for it. And I said, mom, mama, it's not just white people who mark up their bodies. Black people do too. Like, it is interesting though, when I look back at like the people that I've known at any point in my life who are from Africa Uh, on a whole, who don't have tattoos. So it's actually very interesting. But again, there are people that do, I'm sure. I know I can think of right off the top of my head, at least a couple people in my life who are Black and have tattoos. It's not just white people. So I thought that very interesting. But again, they're from a place where there's probably not as much white people as there are black. Um, and they have this view of that's what it's, it's like, and maybe more Western country, uh, cultures and whatever. And it's, but it's just, it's kind of, it was a very ignorant thing that she said, because that's just not the case. Not just white people. Um, so, She brings up an example, you know, the tattoos don't necessarily have meaning, but she says that, you know, if he has a child and he wants to tattoo the child and the name on his body, like that's, you know, he'll do that. But then that opens up a can of worms because her father then says, well, was, is he in his country, is he allowed to have a second wife or have the, uh, he does have another wife. It wasn't clear if he meant like, can you divorce and then get remarried again, from what I gathered, I think he's saying like, can he be married to one person, but then get married to another person? Um, basically polygamy. And she says, no, the does not, um, that's not legal. And he says, well, where did the kid come from? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't understand. And I hate this because it's just, I feel like although something that you may not witness yourself, or you may not be exposed to this yourself. I hate how ignorant her parents are sounding because it makes me feel like, you know, and again, I'm hoping people listening to this know that, you know, not everyone's like this in, in Africa, obviously, but it's just like, it makes me feel like they're just so into their own thing. And I know they're from a smaller town as well. So maybe that's part of it. Um, whereas like Akini's parents were actually, I think, from Nairobi. So maybe they're a little more exposed to things. But it's just like, are you kidding? <laughs> In this day and age and for a long time, you don't need to be married to have kids. You just don't. Because marriage does not mean children. Marriage is marriage having sex and getting someone pregnant is a whole separate situation. You don't want to be married for that. So it's, I found it so ignorant on their part. And it's, it's like, how do you carefully explain to them in a way where it doesn't make him seem shitty to say, you know, yes, he was in this relationship that didn't work out, but then they have two beautiful children from that. And, you know, I don't know how well that went over. is. isn't. Seem like it might have gone over well, but you know you you can't look at someone's past or maybe tattoos on their body and stuff like that and say, you know, whether this person was worthy or not. You know, I don't know. It just it bothered me. <laughs> it really did bother me a little bit. Um so her mother says that you've been helping your family. Who's going to help them now if you go? And I thought, again, she's the eldest. And again, again, I want to be careful here because I know culturally this is a normal thing. But again, can't somebody else take over because she wants to move somewhere else and live her life? Isn't that possible? Um, that should that should be possible, because she says, that, "Yeah, she's the oldest, and maybe she's seen as a mother figure for her siblings." But she is still her own person. She is still a child—not a child, but she is their child. Their child, so she should not be like not do what she wants to do and live her life because of it. I thought that was really sad. But again, it's just culturally what happens. But. um Yeah. (laughs) So. It's the night before the wedding and we see everyone going out to dinner. His kids are there. Her sister's there. And she says that she is just ready for the wedding to be over. So she's not, she's, I think she's getting very much in her head with this conversation with her parents, because he can start sensing that something is off with her. Maybe she's not as happy. Maybe she's second guessing. Um, her choice and she's just you can tell that she's just not with it at the moment um and which is really sad she should be happy with her decision to marry this guy but um you know the conversation with her parents has clearly gotten to her head but yeah that is the end of michael and mercy so next we're with shane and mert There's not a whole lot to talk about here, but still, still something to talk about. So we see Mert is doing Shane's hair. He wants her to look really nice tonight because he has a surprise for her. So she does tell us that surprises really do unnerve her when she's in Turkey. Because she doesn't know, like, what's going to happen kind of thing. So we see them in what kind of looks like a limo of some sorts. Um, she says she can't breathe in her clothes. Um, and she makes this analogy of sausage in a keyhole. That's what she feels like in her clothes. Now, that can also mean something else. Anyway, so she thinks that he's acting really odd because at one point he actually says to her, don't look at the phone because he's writing a message that I guess has to do with the surprise. She looks away. and She's not looking, but, you know. So they get out of the car and she makes the reference of, I brought the England weather back with me. So it's raining. And they're both like a by a marina, boats everywhere. And he does say to us that he is going to be proposing to her. So they're on the boat and it's all decorated, it's really nice. And he actually says, This isn't a surprise. This is like the surprise to the surprise so they get to i guess kind of in front of a bridge and on the bridge we see this green laser that's kind of shooting all around but then eventually that green laser ends up saying her name says shane and then the next thing says will you marry me She, uh, before this had actually happened, she said that you're going to make me cry tonight. She didn't, I don't think she was actually crying in the moment, but y'all, I was, (laughs) I love this couple. I, 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 I got teary. (laughs) I thought it was just so sweet. It was very thought out. Um, so he asked her to stand up and he ends up going on a knee and Presents her the ring and she says, Of course I'll marry you. And then she tells him, I have surprise myself. And she's like, I'm gonna bite the bullet, I'm gonna do it. And she goes on a knee and she proposes to him. And she says, No matter what was gonna happen, whether he was ready to propose or not, I was gonna propose to him. And I thought, you go, girl. So they are now engaged. Corzy says yes they're engaged and we kind of circle back to the laser and the laser kind of says, I think it adds that Shane loves Mert, or Mert loves Shane or something like that, in that order, which is what our order it was, but basically one loves the other. So, um, yeah, they're happy. And I'm happy. Like I said, I love this couple so far. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically it. Last, but definitely at least, for this episode, we have a new couple. So we are with Robert, who's forty-six, and he lives in Scotland. I believe he lives in Glasgow. And yeah, he. Uh, we see his home. Y'all, he's disgusting. He's messy. We see dirty dishes everywhere. There's shit thrown in rooms, and he's a mess. Anyway, um, he has a daughter. I think her name is Arwen. She's 16. And they say they mostly get along. Sometimes they have moments, but you know. Um, So we kind of see them cleaning his car. And at one point, he actually, like, it's power washer too. He kind of, like, takes the power washer and kind of shoots in her direction and gets her wet. But she probably just got hit with more, like, air than water, but anyway. Um he is with Assel, I believe. A- ASEL, I think it's ASEL, but I might call her Asshole because she is an asshole. So um she's from Kazakhstan and I fucking hate her. This is one this is the very first episode and I can't stand her. She reminds me her attitude and everything, she reminds me of um what's her face? Um the one from Vietnam way, way back, season six. Um shit. You probably are screaming because you probably know who I'm talking about. Um I can't remember her name. Anyway, um she reminds me of her. She reminds me of her so um But yeah, she, we see that he's on the phone with her and she fucking tells him, You're old, you're needy, you have no style. And it pisses me off. And I said, Ma'am, if you think he's old, don't be with him. If you think he's needy, don't be with him. And if you think you don't, you know, doesn't have any style or you do not like his style, well, then also don't be with him, though that makes you now vain, but don't be with him. I was so mad. The I didn't even see her, and I was mad. I just heard her voice, and I was mad. Um, and instead of saying "I love you" to him, when he says "I love you," she says "I like you." God fucking Christ. Um, so now we're with her, Asel, whatever her name is. She's thirty five years old. She says that she's straightforward. And demanding. No shit. So she says she likes to look good and wants to have nice and good quality things. Good for you. She says she doesn't like his style, but I said, if you don't like him or don't like this, don't be with him. It's not hard. It's really easy to not be with somebody if you don't like something about them fuck. Um, She says they disagree on many things. And she says when she moves to Scotland, things will be different. Well, we'll see how different they'll be when she gets there, when she does get there in this episode. You find out that they have been together for a year. So we see him going to the airport, which is in Edinburgh. Um, and he's picking her up there and He says, you know, if everything goes good, then he'll propose to her. Don't do it. (sighs) He says he's dressed nice for her, but she pretty much picked the clothes that he's wearing right now, so whatever. You know, they they see each other, they hug, kiss, or whatever. It's a a nice union. There's nothing much here for me to say about it. I felt nothing, but whatever. (laughs) Um... So he actually has flowers for her. He mentions to us that he hasn't always brought flowers for her. And she's mentioned that to him. So this time he brought flowers. Um, so he, I guess he won't get yelled at. Y'all, she said the flowers were ugly. And I said, you have no appreciation for anything that he does, apparently. Um, the flowers were fine. They were fine. There's nothing wrong with the flowers. What do you want him to get you? Orchids are fucking expensive. What else do you want? Roses, they're basic. So I don't understand. Like, what, What do you want? What the fuck do you want? Ungrateful bitch. Anyway, 24 hours earlier, before she got there, we see that he's cleaning the house. And we find out not only has he cleaned this house, but he has made renovations to this house because she wanted it. I'm gonna leave my thoughts to the end for a second on that, but basically he tells us that he replaced the seal in the window because she complained it's too cold. He has installed new carpeting on the stairs because the old ones she didn't like them. He has he has put tiles in the washroom because she didn't like the tiles, I guess, and he put new light fixture that's kind of in the shower area. I don't know why, or whatever. Um, then we come back to the present day, I guess, and. Should we see her going inside the house and she literally says stinky dog about his dog. Cause he has a dog guys. I didn't mention that, but he has a dog. And again, I just felt like just no appreciation or no respect for anything because she says, you know, more needs to be done for the house. Are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? And she says what she expects and demands, That's basic. No, it's fucking not basic. You, okay, I'm going to say it here now. You do not live here. You are a girlfriend. You don't even live in the same fucking country. You're not married. You're not even engaged. Nothing. You don't have a say as to what his house should look like. I expect a house should be clean. Yes, I will give you that. The house should be clean. You should be able to live to be in there comfortably when you are there, hundred percent. But you do not live there, so you don't have a say in what his house should look like or what renovations he should do. Do did you pay for the renovations? So you don't have a say. Did you have money? Because as far as I'm concerned, if a man came to me and said, "Oh, you need to renovate your house," or whatever, I was like, "Okay, I'll give him the money then." you you have so much to say give me the money then or well, you don't have the money so shut the fuck up <laughs> that's what i would say but whatever this is me and she says the house is old and i said okay well then don't stay in the house then she <laughs> says she doesn't wants to change it and she says that the storage area where he has like a lot of his shit which i think yes needs to be straightened out that that can't stay like that um She wants it clean so she can have it as a work area. Again, do you live there? The answer is no. So you don't get a work area. Anyway, next thing we see with them, she is getting rid of his clothes. And my first question was, does he know? No, he doesn't know. Because then she says to him, can you bring me a a garbage bag? And he says, for what? You'll see. Excuse me? So he comes and he says, Oh, okay. And she says, You know I don't like these PJs on you. They're fucking PJs. Who's seeing him in the PJs but you, ma'am? And I'm sorry, as far as I'm concerned, while you're there, he shouldn't be wearing PJs anywhere. <laughs> so I I I don't understand. I don't get it. Like I I don't I don't I don't understand. You you don't I don't get it. I mean I don't know, maybe I just think differently, but I'm like, don't see me anyways, who cares? You you might see me, but who cares? Um, And she says that when she sees him wearing these things, it makes her libido drop. Keep plummeting. So she says, you know, you should look good for your partner. And to a degree, yes, I agree that you can look good for your partner if that is what you choose to do. But I think most than anything else, you don't need to look good for you. And if you're comfortable in what you are wearing, then that just shows. I mean, I've worn pajamas and track pants and baggy t-shirts and whatever. And that doesn't deter anything. My man still thinks I'm beautiful and then that's it. Like, I don't care. I don't. And the fact that she does, she's just vain. And I don't like her. I don't like her at all. But that is the end of the episode. Again, guys, I'm not doing next time moms on this one is because it's kind of all over the place for me. Um, So I, I'm not taking notes on next time on. I should have told I should have said that in the first episode, but saying it now. (laughs) We're not doing next time on this one. So yeah, that's that's it. If you liked the podcast, please share reality tea times two with everyone in your life. Also, if you liked the podcast, make sure you hit follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss a single episode. If you want to rate and review you can do so on either Apple podcasts or Spotify. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this episode on YouTube at reality times two. If you want to connect with us, you can do so on either Facebook or Instagram at reality times two. If you want to email us, you can do so at reality times two at hotmail.com. If you want to visit our website where you can listen to these episodes as well and you can get links to our Facebook, you, YouTube, and Instagram pages, you can do so at going to times 2aluducom All of that information will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.